What's going on? The Grave Consequences Podcast. This is your boy Shane Swerve Strickland, but secretly, some people might refer to me as Killshot from Lucha Underground. I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm doing a nice little drop for you guys. Thank you guys for supporting the Swerve brand. And I hear that y'all doing a Lucha Underground review on the Social Suplex Network. Man, y'all might have just stumbled upon the best match in Lucha Underground history, in my opinion. You know, Killshot versus Dante Fox. We made history that night. And to this day, I don't think anybody has been able to top what we did in that match in any other promotion across the industry. That match still, still holds a great place in my heart. And, of course, Fox would definitely agree with me. So... Thank you guys for reviewing a wonderful, wonderful, amazing, one of the top five matches of my entire wrestling career. Hope you guys enjoy it. This is a drop. Shout out to Grave Consequences Podcast. Enjoy the show and be confident in everything you do. And thank you. Thank you for supporting whose house? Swerve's house. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to the Grave Consequences podcast. Of course, my name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. That's I am Caleb and then another B. Follow my friend, co-host and producer Greg at X Maserati. Of course, that will be in the description as always. And check out everything else here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. If you use Apple Podcasts, please rate, review and follow. Five stars is appreciated. And last but definitely not least, check me out every Thursday, pardon me, <laughs> Wednesday night, right after AEW Dynamite on Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. That is a hero movie-based podcast, and with this coming out on May 12th, the night before this, our review of Green Lantern will have come out. We recently recorded that episode, and it was a doozy. I'm going to tell you that right now. Greg, let's skip the pleasantries on this lovely, lovely April 20th, and let's get right into it. Does that work for you, sir? Well, I actually wanted to ask you a question about Green Lantern. Yes. What I never saw it. Was it really as bad? Um, I, uh, I don't want to discourage people from, I don't want to give away too much and discourage people from listening to the podcast. My biggest problem was pacing okay. and also CGI as well. Yeah, the CGI looked rough. It's bad. And it's paced really weird as well. It's like they technically needed two hours for all they should have done, mm -hmm. but they didn't do near as much as they should have. I mean, they, like I said, the first half, the first hour dragged, and then the second hour, they just got all their shit in, basically. Yeah, DC tends to kind of, uh, not with the new Batman, because the new Batman was awesome, but uh, sometimes they try to, like, try to catch up to the Marvel Universe that's had, like, a decade of terrible they've had a lot of bad movies before yeah. they started making good but people ignore the bad movies like daredevil and electra yeah. um uh, hulk yeah, yeah hulk and even like the the ghost riders were kind of stupid like they ignored they forget that and uh dc tries to like I, just the plot alone it's like they're trying to cram a lot of green lantern lore yes into one movie yes absolutely absolutely so First thing we see tonight is Angelico meeting with Dario Cueto in his office. And Angelico wants Mundo tonight, title or non-title. Dario is like, well, you know, like restraining order. Like, I can't make that happen. And Angelico is like, you know what, dude? Like, I could lawyer up too. 
That's great. Bunch of lawyers. Yeah. But I, I mean, this is, we've discussed this before. It's an underground fight club. <laughs> I mean, they, they're kind of, uh, without, I don't want to spoil it, but I don't know if this ever really goes anywhere. Um, we're not going to spoil it, but no, it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> I think it, they, they kind of, it's kind of crazy for Havoc and for Angelico. They kind of get lost. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I will tell you off air why and how that happened. But um, Angelico, basically, Dario's like, you know, you can get your hands on Mundo. You got to win Battle of the Bulls, which Battle of the Bulls is something of a four-way tournament. Uh, the way I would explain it, and the way Striker explains it, is there is going to be four Fatal 4-Way matches. So we've got 16 entrants. The winners of these Fatal 4-Way matches will go into another Fatal 4-Way, and the winner of that will challenge Johnny Mundo, or whoever the Lucha Underground champion may be, for the Lucha Underground championship. Oh, I thought this was for Dario's wife. Never mind. Okay. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, I knew we were going to make a cuck joke at some point. That's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Uh, it would be great if that was the stipulation. <laughs> the Jim Cornette tournament. If like, yes, yes, that is the Jim Cornette battle of the Bulls for sure. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. First battle of the Bulls. And this is very, look, look, one of these things is not like the other. And it's the same way in the next, ma- in the main event as well. But we've got the quartet of Cage, barbershop quartet rather, of Cage, Tejano, Dr. Wagner Jr., and Joey Ryan. So, like I said, one of these things is not like the other. Joey's a little smaller than all of the other three uh, guys, even smaller than Wagner. How, how, how tall is Joey in real life? Is he my height? Uh, I seem to remember me being taller than him when I met him at WrestleCon. So that wouldn't necessarily surprise me. How tall are you? 5'10", sir. Oh, damn. Okay. How, how, how much shorter do you think he was? Well, oh, he's billed at 5'10", so I'm going to guess he's 5'7". <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm 5'6". I'm taller than Gresham. Well, look, that's how, uh, I mean, that's how wrestler heights usually work. They usually give them three inches. I always add three inches, too, but, you know, for different reasons, but... hey <laughs> Hmm. So Famous B wants to introduce Dr. Wagner, and he cuts off Melissa Santos. And, of course, Cage is none too happy about this. And he actually just just drills the shit out of Famous B. I think in, uh, this wasn't ever a part of the story, but uh, it would have been cool if they incorporated it. They do different things, but uh, he was starting to date Melissa Santos around this time, I believe. I believe so, yes. They're still together, right? Yeah, yeah they're married. They have a daughter. Good for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what all did you write down from this match? What do you remember from this match? Because I only wrote down the finish. I was more hung up because I was confused. Uh, you know yeah. how my memory works. I, they, they, I, 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 the last we 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 saw of Tejano and Cage is they were doing a best of five, mm-hmm. and uh, Cage had won the first two, and the third Cage had won with a flash pin. A deserved flash pin, but he had pinned. Uh, it was a steal almost. Pardon me, Tejano had won with the third, the third, Ex- the third match rather. Excuse me, Tejano won with a with a flash pin steal, but deserved. 
Uh, so this was kind of jarring to me at first until they, they kind of brought it up on commentary. Like, yeah, we're still, they're still in the best of five. Um, I don't know how much you want to go into this. Cause I really only have notes on the, I have notes on one thing that famous B said. Uh, and I don't know who it's in reference to, but he's the crowd were cheering for some was, was cheering for someone. And he shouts yeah. back at the fans. Don't cheer for him. Don't cheer for his mini head. <laughs> I assume that's maybe Joey Ryan. I would assume, yeah. But um, is it cool if we go right into the finish? Because it's a good match, but... Yeah, let's go right into it, man. Play-by-play would be kind of hard because it was kind of chaos. But uh, they had Cage win by stealing it this time, which I felt kind of added to it. It, it, Because Tejano was already the underdog. Well, now they're showing that Cage is crafty, too. So Cage is perfectly capable of stealing a pin. He's not not an idiot. So now... Cage is or now Tejano is going back into the fourth match as more as not more of an underdog, but back at his underdog uh, status. So it yeah. adds more tension and drama to it because uh, if he needs to stay in it, he needs to win one more match. Yes, absolutely. And that's the thing with because you got to remember Tejano going into match three, he was in a winner go home situation. So, you know, you've got to approach each match as let's just win this next one. Let's just next one and go from there. Uh, it's like when the Red Sox round 3-0 and the 0-4 pennant against the Yankees. Let's win this next one, see what we can do, see what we can do. Is Tejano going to pull off a 2-0 comeback and uh, win the series? We'll see. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go back to that eventually. And we were we were pretty harsh on the previous episode, deservedly so. Uh, but it, this is... sucked. Yeah, I mean, and this is a good example of Lucha Underground doing something really well. This is really well done, because this storyline, if you said, like, yeah, we're going to do five matches with Tejano and Cage, you might be like, at least, uh, yeah, you might be like, okay, whatever. But there's some, they actually build both people up. Yeah. Through this. It doesn't matter who wins, because it's making Tejano less of of a goober. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. After this, oh, by the way, Cage pinned uh, Joey Ryan after he, he stole the pin from Tejano. Dario Cueto was in his office talking to Sexy Star. And you can tell Dario still has respect for Sexy. And Dario's like, you, know, you can get your rematch if you beat PJ Black. He's the only member of Worldwide Underground you haven't beaten. And if you win... You get a rematch inside a steel cage, so you don't have to worry about Worldwide Underground. Of course, we know how cages famously keep people out of wrestling matches all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wrote down in my notes that he definitely does respect her. Yeah. Um, what, what, which I love about his layers of his character. But I also yeah. noticed, I was like, you know, does he also just hate Johnny Mundo? Uh, I think he still has a lot of resentment towards Johnny Mundo, yes. Yeah, so he's going to do anything and, and this is all this is also good for lucha underground it's it's still man versus woman but yeah. they're building up good heat on johnny as the heel champion the chicken uh-huh. shit heel she's gonna look better from yeah. it, and he's still gonna get over as a heel dude um, i can't wait and, and spoiler alert johnny mundo is gonna have a music video in a few episodes it's awesome i don't remember that this sounds awesome i will send it to you man i, I <laughs> It being like it's like a long, but it's catchy as hell for wrestling rock, you know. But <laughs> either way, 
Um, oh, also, Dario's like, but you know, if you lose, you're never getting a title shot again. And Sexy Star, out of the holster, doesn't blink, doesn't do a damn thing to show any type of fear. She's like, you're on. And Dario is kind of taken aback, like, whoa. Yeah, he, he definitely, I think he has maybe some feelings where he, he likes her toughness. Absolutely, you have to. Like, Sexy Star, and I had forgot this. Thank God I paid attention to the segment. But, you know, I remembered how fucking stupid she was. Mm -hmm. But I forgot just how brave she is, she was. Pardon me. But we do have to point out she is still stupid because she then she threatens him needlessly with like it's it's an empty threat. She's like, don't don't you try to screw me over or we'll we'll have problems. Like everyone feels like they got to talk to him a certain way. Yeah, no, like. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc if you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes insomnia brain fog moodiness or weight gain you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging the experts at midi health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause and MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. I mean, I mean, I guess she may not know this, but Dario has had people killed. Like, He's had people killed, but I mean, I don't know if you've ever worked with like a tough guy. Like, You don't really necessarily need to out-tough him. Yeah, no. You don't need to be like, you don't need to like kowtow to them and like, you know, give in to everything they say, but you don't really always fight fire with fire. No. If that makes sense. Because you can work perfectly fine with someone that's a tough guy and, and it never is a problem because it's, I, I mean, I may not be articulating it correctly, but it's just, if I'm working with someone that's a violent sociopath, I'm probably not going to threaten them. No. It, I'm going to defend myself because they're a you know, violent sociopath with a brother that's possessed by a demon. But I'm yes. not going to be like, hey, you, buddy, I'm going to if you try anything, because that's just kind of like. Egging them on. Yeah, you're poking the bear. I, I just think that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I would agree. <sighs> Boy, let's see here. Oh, Bro, can you imagine going in because he's basically uh, Tony Montana. Yes. Can you imagine going in there and threatening him? Or if you watch Peaky Blinders w walking in and threatening Tom and Thomas Shelby or Anthony Soprano? Couldn't imagine. It's stupid. Yeah. 
Officer Ricky Reyes meets Vasquez, and he's going back to the temple undercover. He's going to wear a hood. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> he's going to do his his own like Juan Cena kind of thing where it's like, oh, it's definitely not you know, Cortez Castro. <laughs> it definitely is not Cortez Castro. Did we already did they already do the segment with um uh, uh the 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 other tribe? Do you, do you remember the tribe that shows up no. in this thing? No, that's later. That's before the main event. Okay, okay. Oh, speaking of sexy star versus PJ Black, I wrote down two sentences. What stuck out from this match to you? That she came out looking like a Power Rangers villain with her Rita Repulsor like staff. Oh my god. Yes, dude. Did you think the same thing? Yes, man. I couldn't put a finger on it because I'm not a big Power Rangers guy. But yes, 100%. That's right. It, it just looked like, I mean, it was, she looked like an, uh, she could have been an anime, like, Sailor Moon character. Like, it was It was new. I, I'm not knocking it. It's just, it, it was definitely def- something new. It was almost a, because re- she usually just comes out as herself. Yeah. Uh, she probably, I don't remember if she keeps doing it, but she probably should have, because it looks cool. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So was that the only thing that stuck out to you here? Um, there was one part that Matt Stryker said, because uh, Vampiro's like, oh, she's she has no backup or something. And he goes, she doesn't need, or Vampiro was like, I kind of want to go in there and back her up, because Vampiro's always got to needlessly make himself part of every storyline. Milady. Uh, yeah. And Matt Stryker's like, sexy doesn't need you to do that. She can do it herself. And it's right when she's laying on the floor after getting like beat up. And it's just kind of like, Matt, like, I know you're pushing it, but it, it, it was just such a, you could tell it was a pre-planned line. Yeah, absolutely. Because he did it at the wrong time. Like he should have done it like when she was firing back up, but it was right when she was <laughs> laying on the floor, like beat up. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, by the way, Jack Evans, of course, interfered because where one member of the, the underground goes, another member has to be. But Jack Evans' interference actually backfires. Who would have known? Yeah, PJ Black with a thrust kick to Jack Evans, and Sexy Star gets the win. How did she beat him again? Because I forget. Was it a roll-up? Oh my god, I think it was a roll-up, yeah. It was some kind of roll-up pin. Good match. Very PJ Black is uh, a little underrated. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The I mean, dare. What, what a stupid nickname. Stupid nickname, but you know, at the time, Worldwide Underground was just top talent. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. After this, we cut to a meeting of the Reptile Tribe. Cobra Moon is talking to Pindar and Vibura, Vibura, pardon me. Did I pronounce that right? Vibura. Vibura, pardon me. Which one's Luchasaurus? Vibura. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, we we get to see friggin' Luchasaurus for the first time on the show. He's still kind of green, because he was at WWE, I think, first. Um, He was like... He was an NXT guy. You don't remember? I never... I I didn't watch when he was on there, but he's still kind of green at the time. Uh, So... He's going to do some typical big man stuff. Uh, It's very early in his career, but nothing. It's still fun. It's still entertaining. This is some of the cooler stuff that Lucha Underground does. Some of the stuff we will commend them for is that we finally see some fucking tribes. 
because that's what this is all about is the tribes fighting for these Aztec seals or medallions and, and, and whatnot. And we got the rabbit tribe. We got now the reptile tribe and, uh, and they never really expand the other tribes, but what can you do? Yeah. Sorry. I just got a freaking message sent to me of just nonsense. Hmm. Just absolute nonsense, and it just took me out. But hey, Cobra Moon, basically Cobra Moon wants Drago back in the tribe. Yeah, well, yeah, they've been pushing that storyline. It's, uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but they, they go places that I like very yeah. much. It gets very entertaining. And yeah. uh, Daga even gets, um, well, I don't want to spoil it, but I guess I kind of already did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's not a big spoiler, but Daga will come back. And I like the, I like him much more when he comes back, even though I liked him before. Yes. Oh, by the way, Matanza, back in his uh, cell, Dario was talking to him. Dario is still trying to sell him on, on a title match. Matanza wants Rey Mysterio. And he throws his brother against the grates on his cell. And he takes the key. And we cut. What's going to happen? I didn't write any notes for the main event. I just realized. Oh, well. <laughs> the main event, the second Battle of the Bulls, we had Marty the Moth Martinez, the Mac, Mil Muertes. And again, one of these things is not like the other. El Dragon Azteca Jr. And Azteca was getting a few hope spots in, and he was rolling. When it, Matanza Cueto shows up, I thought this a, was cool. I thought it was yeah. very, it was very fun because he's out of, he, he's not with Dario. He's just loose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a monster on the loose that should scare everyone. <laughs> yeah. He beats the crap out of Azteca. Dario comes in, and he has got a towel that has some blood stains on it over his face. Because, again, he, uh, you know, great to the face. That's going to hurt mm -hmm. for sure. Probably going to make you bleed. Probably as a little did, bit. As it did Dario. This effectively takes Azteca out of the match. Dario eventually gets his brother out of the ring and, you know, back to the cell, presumably. Because yeah, he catches Dragon Azteca when he's doing a dive spot, right? And he does the yeah. Tour of the Islands? Yes, yeah. Uh, Wrath of the Gods, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. I keep forgetting they call it something different. Yeah, come on. It's not Jeff Cobb. It's Matanza. <laughs> yeah, my bad. <laughs> come on now. The Mac gets the win after he hits a cross-country stunner on Marty the Moth Martinez. This was amazing. It Great. was. It, it was probably it, his dude. best stunner. Yeah. The Mac, such an athlete, bro. Like, I, I've made this comparison many times over. He's like a big first baseman. <laughs> well, the only thing he's missing is someone to talk for him. Yes, absolutely. Because the Mac, and we've discussed this before, also cannot act. No, he's 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 like me. Like, I, I he's too monotone. Yeah. And I know a thing or two about being monotone myself. But yeah, um, guys. Two of the four bulls have <laughs> confirmed. Of course, Cage and the Mac. Those are those are a couple of bulls, a couple of hunks of beef, a couple of brick shit houses. 
And we have two more coming up? Yeah. Yes, uh, I told you. Four Fatal Four Ways, the winners go to a Fatal Four Way, the winner faces Johnny Mundo. Just making sure I didn't miss one. Yeah, you didn't miss anything, bud. Uh, guys, that is the episode. How are we going to grade this one, Greg? Um, I was going to give it like a C originally. Yeah. But maybe I might be being too hard on it. Yeah. Um, but I don't really think it deserves a B either. Yeah, I think C plus is probably the move. It's it's definitely better than the previous episode. It's just oh my God, yeah. <laughs> it's a good episode. It's just um you know, in real life there's momentum and then there's compound interest with things. Like as you get better, it gets better. As it gets worse, it gets worse. There's just been it's been kind of a chore to watch Lucha Underground lately with all the other good wrestling out there. Um I mean, even you know me. I, I I have my bias. I don't like WWE, even, but even they have some interesting stuff going on. You know, they have Cody now. Like, you know, they have great wrestlers. Like, there's a lot of good wrestling, so it's kind of hard to go out of my way to watch it sometimes when there's episodes like the previous one. Yeah. You know, it's a, this is that you you. I think you said on the previous episode, it's a passion project. It it definitely is. Yeah. And it's so cool. We we got the new drop from Swerve. Um, I'm looking to try to get new uh art for the uh for the thumbnail and yes. maybe even new uh outro music but you know it it, it, it it's I, I really just want to watch the best parts of lucha underground <laughs> at this yeah. point yeah we and, forgot uh, his warts and all we're gonna go through the good and the bad yeah and it's kind of more spread out than i thought it was i could have sworn the second season was flawless yeah and it was really the third season where things got weird. And the third season has been a mishmash where I was really loving the first couple episodes. Remember, I, I was really digging like at least the, ep- yeah. the first four. Yes. Um, it's just anytime Penna comes on, even though he's like one of my favorite wrestlers, I kind of like just go, ugh. Because I know what they do. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to watch. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going C plus. You going C plus as well? I think I will because it, it's 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 like a 3.5 uh, star yeah. match or show. Fair, fair enough. Well, folks, thank you for listening. Join us again next week. And just remember, you know, if a big guy catches you midair, you're probably going to suffer grave consequences. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.